Welcome to this second SCD podcast. Um, you can probably see only one of us is sat with a car behind us at the moment, but I'm usually <laughs> surrounded by cars. It's my, um, it's my mini, mini SCD office. <laughs> yeah, given the current situation, um, we're just cracking on from home. But we wanted to still bring you something, so here we are. Um, to start things off, we're not allowed driving the cars for the fun of it, and you can tell people are bored. They've been like posting loads of threads and the, like people are really active on there but Riyadh our photographer actually started one and I thought it was quite a good one to talk about on here because people talk about it all the time mm. um, cars you wish you'd never sold so yeah <clears throat> like having a look through here I mean you know there's some like 430 Scuderia in blue like Dave you know uh, yeah I don't know how you could bring that. yourself to sell that but there's some <clears throat> some really uh, Cayman R in green that's one I wish I could have bought when I drove one of them Anyway, are you, are you still after one of them? I'd like one. I'd love one. I think they're amazing and they're great value, but I just, I'd use it every day, so it's a bit... Yeah, not good for values. Even cars you wish you never... You you, you, you would have bought. My dad posted that came and I borrowed. So you were on there with one that you sold. Yes, my uh, Ferrari 308 GTBI in, uh, I think it was Argento Silver. It was beautiful, that car. It was really classy it was surprisingly reliable for an for a 1980s ferrari you'd never expect to say it was actually one of the most reliable cars i've ever owned uh, but it was I, I went all the way to le mans and back in that thing um and it it was brilliant it was practical it was cheap to run and i sold it and i really wish i hadn't but the, the only reason why i sold it was because i had the 355 as well um and the 308 because it was the gtbi uh meaning it was the two valve injection meant it was really slow it was it was ridiculously slow so that's why it went only last night on the group chat you, you put a picture up of me and you stood next to that we should overlay that <laughs> when i had a, a little a little more back when you more, had hair um which was well, actually worse <laughs> yeah exactly so I've just turned myself upside down now. Uh, one that I thought was quite cool is someone said regret selling a box to Spider, and this guy's got a GT3 RS YSAT package. So I guess that shows a lot of what we talk about recently, which we'll actually get onto later. The latest and greatest versus the lesser powered stuff that's actually fun. That is true, yeah. I mean, um, the thing is, is that something with less power is more enjoyable on the road, I'd say. But uh, yeah. Got one, an original NSX. That's cool. Yeah, things like you. But you know the stuff people regret selling? It's all the naturally aspirated, like, just more hardcore stuff. It's... And I bet it's also the stuff that has since shot up in value. The one that I thought was probably the most out there one is a 2,300 horsepower drag racer. Wow. I, I, I don't think I saw that one. I missed that one. <laughs> yeah, it's like based on a Nissan 350Z. Oh, wow. 2,300 horsepower. Yeah. And then, going on from that, I thought I'd carry it on. So I did the, the cars you wish you'd never bought. Oh, yeah. And you were on this as well. Yes, I was. TVR Cerbera Speed 6. Everyone said, don't buy one because it's a TVR. It'll break. <laughs> and, yeah. and I was like, no, no, no. My friend had a, a, a Griffith. It was uh, one of the 11 that was made with a, a 4.5 or 4.6 litre engine. Brilliant car, hardly ever let him down. Slightly dodgy starting motor, but you know that was just fun. We had to bump start it. 
Um, and then I bought one and it ruined my life for the full seven months that I owned it for. And <laughs> wish I'd never bought it. Uh, yeah, so definitely regretted that one. It's a good one. I like this quote next to uh, an L322, so the last boxy Range Rover supercharged. The only car I've owned yeah. where, it did not, where I did not have confidence in finishing any journey I started. I like that quote. The next one was a spontaneous eBay purchase, which was a London taxi. Oh, wow. That's... Oh. <laughs> this... why, why would you buy a London taxi? Other than because... It... Aren't they um, congestion charge free? Maybe. Maybe that's why. <laughs> Possibly. Or you can go like... You can use all the taxi lanes, I guess. Yeah. Moving on a little bit, it stays with the whole supercar thing. It's a bit like, um, it goes back to looking at those threads, how I mentioned a lot of what people regret selling is the sort of naturally aspirated stuff, not necessarily the fastest thing in the world. It comes on to like the evolution of the supercar. In the latest magazine, issue 35, check it out if you haven't got it. I know a lot of people have, um, a lot of the members, well, all the members have obviously got it and it's a, a nice break from quarantine. Um, but one of the articles in there is a guy who, um, joined up 10 years ago. So he, he's been a member from the very start of SCD. And his article is really about how he's lost interest in all the latest supercars. So he, he used to have like every single new Ferrari of every new Lambo. And then all of a sudden, after a certain point, he was like, just not bothered anymore. And he's just got the classic things. So I thought that's an interesting thing to touch on. I think a lot of people are getting like that at the moment as well, especially when we're sort of around them all the time. And we see a lot of owners sort of thinking the same thing. And well, what you've got behind you. So yeah, yeah. I'm um, sure you share that, don't you? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I know what you mean. Like people are going back on on what the, the... I think a lot of people are finding that they want to have the car that they grew up liking. Yeah, um, maybe Maybe that's one of the things... Or, you know, they've owned something and then they've never been able to match it. And, I mean, for me, yeah, a lot of the modern supercars have just... They've lost that engagement and it's too much about ultimate speed. Which, mm. yes, yeah, I know supercars are supposed to be about ultimate speed. But um, it, what's the point if you're not enjoying driving it? And yeah. if you're dri driving it on the road most of the time... Where's the entertainment? It's that whole thing, in it? We talk about it all the time about, you know, if you're going down a country road in like an 800 horsepower supercar, you're going like three, four tenths, but still absolutely flying, but you're not getting the thrill of really getting up it. Exactly, exactly. It's, uh, I think less less is more. Well, uh, mm. I think that's the phrase to probably you use. I sort of look forward to the latest stuff, but um, I know a lot of people aren't chasing the latest stuff quite as much. And of course, the Geneva show was cancelled this year. So that's taken, I know they still did the launches remotely, but it's taken a lot of focus off all the latest stuff, hasn't it, really? Do you think that's going to affect the market a lot? Maybe. I guess a, a lot of people sort of go to Geneva and watered with champagne and that and put orders in. But yeah, yeah, yeah. because no one's really seen these things in the flesh, have they, a lot of them? Well, I guess yeah, I guess a lot of people will be you, there will be the dealership launches, um, mm. so people will go and see them. But usually, I think by by that point, a lot of people would have bought uh, a fair number of cars by then anyway. So yeah. you know, has it affected that initial sales boost that they would be used to? I think the market in general at the moment is a bit of an interesting one, which we'll touch on towards the end. Um, another thing with the latest and greatest, which Tim touched on in that article 
is uh, sort of the politics of buying cars as well because he he was um, you know buying every new ferrari and, and he ended up you know it worked for him he got a special aperta in the end um but yeah the politics basically of buying cars you don't actually want to stand a chance of getting the ones you do yeah because there's a, a lot of cases where i think people have done this um just just to get these cars and they'll have spent 30 40 maybe even a hundred grand more buying all these cars and losing money on them all um when you know they may as well have just paid a hundred grand overs like how many mccann's and kn's and whatever have you got to buy to get an rs or you know i know i, I actually well you do as well know of people who've bought ferrari lussos and whatever and lost tens of thousands because they want the latest special one yeah yeah just just so that they wanted a pista but the thing is is that they didn't necessarily get one well yeah you might not get one yeah they're, they're that limited some of them um so yeah you, you can buy a load of cars to maybe get the one you do but then of course you see them appearing at dealers for massive overs anyway so what what's better losing money on loads of cars for the chance to get one special one and, and spec it yourself or you know it might even just add up more just to suck up the premium yeah well that's that's the thing i mean uh, if if you're doing it to get the premium once you've done it um you won't be getting another car because they will see that well, that car is then yeah, being sold you, on so flog it on yeah yeah so you've got to make sure if if you're doing it for that that it's going to be worthwhile and that you're actually going to make all that money back that you will have lost buying all these other cars. Mm -hmm. and, would you rather, you know, like buy a load of cars and lose a load of money on them or literally just pay overs on, on one that you see on the used market? For me, I'd it might, it might even work out cheaper. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, not, not all cars are guaranteed to shoot up. I mean, I think a lot of pe people expected uh, pistas to skyrocket, but I think they ended up building a lot more mm. than what was originally well, proposed so in in the case of that but but there is quite a few of our members that seem to be buying pistas second hand yeah and they're not getting they're getting decent deals on them aren't they yeah exactly so you've got to think you know if, if they're not if, if they're selling that easily and lots of people are buying them they can't be too ridiculously mm, priced about so, 320 which I, I imagine a high spec one probably was yeah yeah I think, anyway. um, I think I think the Geneva car, I think that was spec spec to about three or five. Right. So yeah. you you basically paying yeah. Certainly not like the Speciale wasn't. God, an interesting one for me was the six seven five LT. Quite a, an interesting one for us because we've been driving one quite a bit. Um, they were what two probably two fifty ish I think including options. Were they two sixty plus options? I think they were. And I remember them going. I remember them going actually for four hundred. And of course, now you can get them for about 180, 190. It's like mega car for the money. In fact, the, the bit we're doing in a little bit, which we don't know each other's cars yet, we'll, we'll touch on a three-car garage. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, should I have included one of them? But I've not thought about value. Screw value. No, no, <laughs> I've, I've, no we, we don't do value in uh, right, at least, in at least we've been on the same lines then. But anyway, current market, now we've touched on 675s and that. Current situation. So a lot of people struggling to sell it to be honest so you'd imagine there'd be some bargains that to be had yeah yeah you'd hope so 
Um, <clears throat> there's a lot of. Uh, was there a lot of McLarens that were done on like a, a an agreed final value? Oh man, six hundred LTS. Uh, I know. Basically, I know a lot of people have been getting final values around hundred between one hundred and fifty and one hundred and sixty grand. And I think that's after two years as well. After two years. And if we have a little look now, so I think that the spec of the cars is about 200 and something. They were discounting them below 200. And yeah, doing a final value after two years, guaranteed future value of getting on for 160. Just sold now, but there's a 68 plate. So just over a year old, 600 LT with 1300 miles on the clock. One three nine 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 five. That's a lot of car for the money. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Crazy, performance. But what, I mean, what's what's that doing to five seventy S prices? Surely that's pushing those down. I mean, we were quite shocked when uh, John Holland Cars next door to us got one in, and was that the first sub one hundred k? Yeah, five seventy they had. Not that long ago, and that you can get like early eighties now. Ooh, this one's really nice. 16 plate, 13,000 miles in blue, 87,990. Really nice. Drop us back on that. Stop it. I'm going to start <laughs> thinking about doing something silly. <laughs> We've lost John to now. <laughs> um, what, one interesting story I had, because I'm seeing a lot of cars in Autotrader where people are like, look, I need rid, otherwise I'm going to have to trade it in. But the trouble with trading it in, I think a lot of dealers, unfortunately, know that you've not got a lot of option at the moment because no one's really buying and some people need to sell. And I heard a story, I think it was on a Porsche owners group on Facebook, of a guy selling a 991 Targa for 80k. So he sold it privately, I think. But then the buyer's finance pulled the plug. So he's left with no buyer. And then he was like, well, I'm just going to have to try and trade it in. And this is what I heard. I don't actually know, but I'm pretty... I hear that he got offered 27,000 trading on an 80 grand car. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. I'd, I'd have given him 29. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's, I think it's mad what people are getting bid trade at the moment, so I'm not sure dealers really want to, to buy unless it is really cheap, because obviously... No, because it, it's a lot of stock for them to have. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of stock for them to keep, and uh, we don't know what the situation is going to be and whenever we're coming out of this um, this current situation. So, yeah, you know, they, they don't want to hold something that might be depreciating. It's, you know, it makes sense. Well, definitely some bargains anyway. Um, moving on from bargains, because nothing I have found is a bargain. Um, Three-car garage. So, obviously, the downtime means there's a lot of time to browse Autotrader. I've been spending a lot of time on it. <laughs> so, we can, how about we finish off with the good old dream three-car garage. So, basically, what, what would they be and why? So, we've got, and you, you lot can take part in this, get in the comments and let us know. Daily driver, special occasion car, and one just for a B-road hoon or track, whatever, something like that. Yeah, let us know what you'd have, because I, I kind of struggled with this, picking just three, and I'm very spoiled. Daily driver, it's uh, something, I've driven quite a few of these, and I know that you spent quite a lot of time in at least one variant of it. Ferrari GTC Ford Lusso, V12. Um, I found one at, at John... John Holland Cars have got one in actually, uh, which I found in grey, nice and stealth. Because uh, you don't want to be too flashy with this, but it's a phenomenal car, especially with that V12, because the noise is unbelievable. Like a Novitec exhaust on or something. 
Uh, to, to be fair, even standard, they're pretty yeah. pretty loud once you get them going. <clears throat> um, but yeah, Novitech would be nice. Uh, one hundred and seventy nine nine hundred for that, which is right. not not bad. You know, there's a fair bit of depreciation there. It's quite a yeah. nicely spec car. Um, so yeah, what what about you, Daily Driver? Daily Driver, I struggled with this. This is the one I struggle with the most. Is he going to be a thought... Porsche? No. <laughs> There was, there was a Porsche in the running, so at first I thought M140Is, I love them. They're really undercover, like to most people it's just a one series, but they're rapid. We had, we had a few from XL things. Leasing, which were brilliant. Awesome. Um, M3 is nice, M5 is nice, but it's a bit big. I thought maybe a KN Turbo, and then that made me think, mm, maybe a Eurus. But I think that's maybe a bit flashy. So, in the end I found a C63. Another car we've spent a lot of time in. Yeah, um, yeah. This is a saloon in black. It's a Brabus 650. So, yeah. Um, quite fast. Probably... Does, does that mean it's a little bit, you know... About... Spec-wise. Like, traction 10% of the time. It, it's just black with, like, grey wheels, which will overlay it. It's got a load of carbon on it. Um... It's it's not overly it's gangsterish, but it's not too chav. I don't think. But yeah, I, I, they're comfy, they're really fast, and they sound ridiculous. So ninety grand though, but but we're not thinking about that. Ninety grand, <laughs> wow! Yeah. I didn't realise you could you could spec them that high. Yeah. Um, so next, shall we do the B road blast or track whatever it is car? B road good, good blast category, and isn't it? track car. Doesn't have to be track, but you know, just your fun car. Yeah, the the fun car. Um, uh, Tom Hartley's have got one in, and it's very reasonably priced actually, considering it's up for a mere one million nine hundred ninety-five thousand um, pounds. I think I've been somewhat sensible compared to you, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just over two thousand miles on the clock. It's a Ferrari F fifty. Oh. Fair enough. Fair enough. It's basic. It's basically one of them, but with a V twelve. That's all it is. But you know, you've got an F one engine right. <laughs> in there, um, and it's just you've got a proper Ferrari V twelve. You've got that mm. gated manual, and you can have the lid off. It's perfect. Well, mine is also a Ferrari. Is um, it? I yeah. I was really expecting you to say it was a Carrera oh, GT. Wait. No, no, hang on, sorry, I've gone on the wrong section first, wrong section. Fun car. Um, yeah, the last one's a Ferrari, I've given that away. Um, yeah, Carrera GT was my first thought, but then I went back on that a little bit. I've gone a little bit more sensible. Um, I thought, a Carrera GT is not that usable, like, you know, to actually really rag down a country. I know, I know Charles did for our video and, and the mag article and that, but I want something I can get in, like, just all the time, I can just hammer it. Um, now it is 460 grand, so I'm not saying it's cheap, but I've driven a couple of these and they're usable and you, oh, you can just drive them really hard and I think it's still my favourite car I've driven and it is a Porsche, would you believe? Uh, a 997 GT3 RS 4 litre. Uh, it's a DK Engineering, 4,000 miles, 460 grand, yikes, um, it's right and drive. Very subtle, it's black with silver wheels and no stickers, uh, or certainly no stripes. And, oh god, it's nice. Um, so yeah, I think I've got you've, one of you've those got to have it's usable. The... Does it's it not manual. even have the four litre stickers on the side? It says RS four litre, yeah. 
um, but it's oh, not right, got the stripes. Okay. Uh, but yeah, it's something really usable and a car you can drive hard. So that's why I chose that one. I, I do yeah. like them actually, but I'd have to have it in white. Yeah, white's good. Final section. So this this is the. And is this another Ferrari? Uh, you know what? It's not because I thought. That's oh what God. you would expect. I thought we were going to get a three doing. Ferrari garage. No, no, I, I, I very nearly, but the only problem is, is the car that I wanted wasn't available on Auto Trader. Oh yeah, they're the rules, by the way. They're the rules if you're getting involved. It has to be on Auto Trader. <laughs> but then, then I had to think about it, and I went for something. I was thinking maybe two fifty LM or three thirty four. Sensible, carry on. <laughs> Well, no, actually, I've been a lot more sensible, and these have—I'm um, surprised that these these have come back down in value from what they were at one point. Because these were knocking up a million, um, but this is for just a, a mere six hundred and ninety-five thousand pounds. Not bad. It's a silver Aston Martin DB5. Nice. I didn't expect that one. No, no. Uh, well, I—I did. I do really like my Astons. I've been really getting into my Astons later lately, and. Um, it is one of those cars. It's not. They're not great for a special occasion. I drove one a few years ago, and to be fair, they're fairly terrible. <laughs> um, if <laughs> you, to to put it politely, I mean, it's it's an event. But you put a tox on them. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, there's there's nowhere that you could turn up where you wouldn't just be extremely cool turning up in a silver DB5. It's just it's got that Bond reference. It's it's one of the prettiest cars ever made, I think, um, and yeah, I, I, I'd I'd love one of them. I would absolutely love one of so them. So what? Um, Six hundred ninety-five. Yeah, they they were nearly about a, a million at one point. I'm sure. I thought that. I thought that to be honest. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, um, yeah, go on, what, what's yours? Nice, well, I've gone all, all relatively modern. The RS is my oldest one. It's the only manual. So, this was always going to be Ferrari. Um, La Ferrari's mega. But again, I sort of went away from the hypercars and some more usable stuff. F12 TDF tempting, because um, it's just crazy, absolutely mad. So that, it was very close with the TDF. Um, and it pains me not to have a V12, but it's not a V12, this. Um, oh, I, I, should, I need you to see this, it's so nice. Um, I have gone for a 458 Speciale Aperta. Um, Oh. In Azuro, California. I was not oh, expecting it. Nice. Four and a half thousand miles, five nine 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 five. So not cheap. Um, but roof off. I love the Speciale anyway. To be honest, it is a great car. The of the lineup of the Ferrari V8s, I kind of like the four thirty Scud. But Speciale Aperta, I think, is a bit maybe a bit more tied down. And everything, yeah, yeah. A bit less you, you've got that flimsy than the old ones. Yeah. The, this Scud, I don't know, I, I, I love it, it makes a great noise and it, it's great fun. There's a lot of drama with that gearbox, with it being single clutch, it was definitely the best one yeah, I ever I did. Yeah, I love the gearbox to be honest, in that. But, you just, if you took that on track and you were hammering it around for so long, you'd just be that little bit more concerned that that clutch mm. was going to give way or just, yeah, when, when they got to... That's it, I think... When they got to the 458, it just felt like they'd really hit on with the build quality because that was always a, yeah. a, a bit of a, a downside of some of the Ferraris. Yeah. So, yeah. So I, I chose that basically because special occasion car, it feels very special. It's in the name. 
engine naturally aspirated still sounds amazing yeah, it's yeah. fast but it's not like it is really fast don't get me wrong but it's not like stupid stupid unusable fast and god it, it looks amazing you can have the top off there, there are things anyway do get involved yourself have a browse and uh, kill a bit of time um, put your suggestions in the comments below for the three that you'd have um, but yeah, I think that just about uh, does it for us this time. Yeah, yeah. Um, hopefully before long you'll see us in the presence of some cars again. Yes. And uh, we'll nice. have been out and about driving some things to tell you about because um, I'm driving a computer chair. I've been on Forza quite a bit, but <laughs> can't tell you much else other than yeah, that. Oh no, F1. We've been doing F1. something with uh, Michelin as well. There's like a little online competition. Oh, you've been on Gran Turismo. Yeah, Gran Turismo. So um, yeah, keep an eye out for that uh, with Michelin. We've got, uh, we've got some YouTubers in there and some uh, racing drivers. Ollie Webb's in there. Um, he's yeah, not been too happy with me because I accidentally took him off twice just in practice sessions uh, but I'm currently on my game pad because I've not been able to hook my rig up to it yet so I'm waiting for a little gizmo so that I can do that and hopefully then I'm not just cornering on full lock that <laughs> <laughs> no, sounds cool um, there will be some more episodes coming soon as well um, while we're Still locked down. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're gonna have some special guests. Jonty's gonna have a special guest next time. Yeah, yeah. He's he's my um, favorite person in the entire world. Jonty's gonna have his best friend. And he's he's um, not he's not said anything bad about a Lotus recently at all. Yeah, well, he's saving it all up for that episode, I reckon. <laughs> Quite possibly. Um, if you are bored, need something to read, the the new SCD mags out, so you can head to the website and subscribe to that as well. For now, then, take care. We'll see you soon. Bye. Thank you.